Hey, y'all. Welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today we are talking with Adam and Mike. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, thanks for having us. Good. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, can you guys tell us about your guys' project, Social Studies? Yeah, Adam, you want to kick off? All right. Uh, well, Mike and I met back in ninth grade. I mean, I guess we have to give some history to get into the comic itself. And he had been drawing his whole life. I was always into drawing, too. Yeah. Um, and actually, we met because I was late to class. The only seat open was next to him, and he was drawing a space marine from StarCraft. So instantly, was like, okay, I'm nice. into that. <laughs> um, yeah. And we just kind of started drawing these little goofy things, inside jokes, pass them around our friend group, like between classes, just in our composition notebooks instead of taking notes. And it was something we always had in the back of our minds. And what, 20, 21 years later, <laughs> um, we had always stayed in touch, always stayed friends. The comic was different permutations it would disappear for a while mike would send me updated drawings mm -hmm. of the characters and every time was like oh there's no way he can get better than that and then the characters evolved again and got better and i had this boring dead-end job his drawing had gotten even better i was bored out of my mind taking writing lessons so i wrote a version of the script and i sent it to him and i said do you want to do this thing for real and that was kind of our modern jump off point Nice. I like the idea of like friends since ninth grade, start sketching and then just taking it off from there. That's going to be really cool. The story feels like it's from ninth grade. What, what was the purpose of the story? It's just kind of kind of our story in a way, but it's also mm -hmm. part wish fulfillment and part like if we could talk to our 14 year old selves. Yeah. And mind you, too, there's a lot of stuff in there that's just off the wall we came up with goofy stuff and well, uh, yeah, sure. There's one a lot of, of that too <laughs> but one of the fun things that we we did is uh we don't specify what actually happened in real life and mm -hmm. what didn't and we kind of want to leave it up to the readers to think like i wonder if that was actually a real scenario and you'd be surprised at how weird yeah. some of them uh actually <laughs> some of the weirder ones were actually taken from real life so <laughs> Yeah, some of the stories seem pretty wild and stuff like that, but everything seems relatable, yep. right? It all feels like, like you're saying, with 90s cartoons or, or even 90s movies, I'm getting real Doug vibes, recess vibes, oh, stuff awesome. like yeah. that, you know? It's 100% um, we're going for, like, kind of a spiritual successor to those Nicktoons and cartoons yeah. of that era. And it feels like that. It, it does. Uh, the drawing, the art style that you guys have picked for this, it harkens back to, to me, like those old classic, like newspaper comics, which I don't think are even a thing anymore, really. Uh, where did you get this art style? Was it just something that you honed over time or did you pick this for this? Uh, it, it is something I kind of worked on over time, but uh, I can tell you just kind of like what you were saying, like the, the, there was a big, yeah, it's kind of a culmination of various different uh, inspirations. One being the nineties Nicktoons style. Uh, and then there was, um, Calvin and Hobbes, so Bill Watterson's mm -hmm. style was a huge, huge factor uh, on my my kind of how I evolved my style. Um, and then uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Doug Tenenbaum, who's the creator of Earthworm Jim. Mm -hmm. um, his style as well, kind of. I, I learned a lot of line depth and things like that from his style. Um, so it all just kind of meshed into whatever I kind of came up with over the years and kind of landed where we're at now with it. Is this your first art project or have you been working on art on other or other books and stuff like that? Um, it's the first like bonafide published uh, uh, comic that I've done. Okay. I mean, I've had I've helped other people on small things just like, hey, can you do me an illustration of this or um, X, Y, Z? And I've done that kind of stuff, uh, cartoons and characters of people. But uh, for an actual 
long-term project like this, yeah, this is the first one. First one. You use uh, the one of the things I found very unique. I mean, really, honestly, while I'm while I'm reading this, it just takes me right back to those '90s uh, shows that I used to watch <laughs> all the time. One of the things I found very unique is the the heavy like outline that you use for the characters. What is the yeah. purpose for something like that? I'm just wondering. So I kind of I didn't start out doing that. Um, we'd gotten a couple issues in before we'd actually colored them. Um, and even though the color really makes them pop, I actually found that I didn't want them to look too, not that I have a problem with it, but I didn't want them to look too like the uh, Teen Titans style where it's just yeah. a huge thick line, but very rigid. Um, but I also wanted them to pop from the rest of the scene. Uh, I really wanted the reader's focus to, to draw in on the character and what they were doing. Yeah. Um, so I ended up just kind of doing a thicker outline on the exterior of each character for each panel. And uh, I really liked how it looked, so I just kind of stuck with it. Yeah, it adds almost like another dimension. Like, hey, hey there's the foreground, yeah. there's the background. Like yeah, that. exactly. Uh, talking about how the color makes it pop, and it definitely does, would you ever consider doing a different version of this, maybe black and white? Well, we did originally. Oh, okay. um, we were thinking about doing it in black and white. And then, Adam, uh, you took some classes on on the coloring theory and, uh, and coloring comics. And he, I mean, I'll let him explain kind of his process yeah. to get that decision but it was uh it was the right decision I think. Yeah, originally we were going to do it all in black and white maybe like a gray scale and then mm -hmm. we're doing it in chapters so like the first chapter is seven issues and then our thought was take those seven issues put them in a trade and make that in color so it kind of gives you a reason to buy them again but then we were yeah. thinking with the inspiration of the art like the 90s cartoons are bright and fun and colorful and just zany colors everywhere um so we're like we really need to put our best foot forward and not let the not let it look drab because people don't know us you know we've never had a published work like we're new to this world so we wanted to like really jump out of the gate and we actually had a, um an artist we were going to work with to do the coloring so i was going to write it and letter it mike was going to do the outlines and the drawing and uh, you know i say i write it but we always break the story together and stuff and edit it together I just write it in script format and then we review it. Um, so this other guy was going to do the coloring and he, he was going back and forth for a while. And he was like, you know, this project is so personal to you guys. Why don't we just jump on like a, a screen share zoom session and I'll teach you how to color comics. So I did oh, a few wow. classes with him. And then I found this guy. Um, he goes by color by Kurt online. I forget his last name, but he's a comic book colorist and he has a whole package of lessons. And I took those and just found the look we wanted for this one comic. And uh, I, I think it was the right choice that I think if we put it in black and white. It kind of would have done, done it a disservice. Yeah. The color is very important here because it does again, remind you of like back in the day when things were just so bright, so flashy, uh, you know, radical is the term I want to think like it's all, yeah. all, it's all rad, <laughs> you know? So it's perfect like that. Uh, Adam, speaking of the writing process here, the time frame is a little interesting, right? Because again, we keep mentioning the nineties and it feels much like it almost is like these kids don't have cell phones and yet they're doing selfies. How do you find that, that kind of mixed timeline or are you guys even trying for that or is it by accident? Uh, th that's actually intentional also. Cause our, our first thought was to, we met in 1999 at 14 years old. Let's set it in 1999, but we didn't want it to fall into one of those things where it's like, Oh, wink and a nod to 99. Oh, let's talk about Y2K. Right. Oh, what if this happened in 2000? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, okay, we're trying to be too clever now. Let's just kind of keep it ambiguous and ageless in a way where, yeah, they mentioned social media, but we're very careful to not be like, 
I was watching you on Instagram stories and you did this because in five years that might not be a thing. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's the nineties, but not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You'll note that like later later on you see like they're at whatever symbols there, you see their usernames and stuff like that, but then you're not like buff to what it doesn't really say. So um, I do like that. That that makes it to where it's going to live a lot longer. Uh, Is there any plans on tying this into future projects? Like again, the way you show actual usernames creating a Twitter account for each of the characters, anything like that, that you have fun planned. We would love to, but uh, we'll be the first to admit we're terrible at the marketing side of things. We try, we just don't know what we're doing. And the same thing with social media. Um, We both have accounts. The comic has social media accounts. Mm -hmm. I update it with a picture as often as I remember to, but we really don't know what we're actually doing. Um, but to take on like seven additional social media accounts for each right, of yeah. is like, I can't even wrap my head around the logistics of how we would do it. <laughs> We'd love to. We yeah. did talk about it though. And I think if we do, it's probably going to start out pretty slow with maybe just one of the characters and then yeah. just kind of doing like whatever weird nonsense, like the, like one of the characters Turner, I feel like he'd be really easy because he's. He's a strange dude, and he's, it'd be he's, easy to find yeah. weird stuff. <laughs> he's the life of the party, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, We've talked about accurate. this before, me and Mike. If any, if any interns out there want to get in on the social media game, you let us all know. We're we're hiring yeah. Free interns right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. We'll even let you do a dance as long as you hold the comic book out right. in the foreground yeah, for like two <laughs> seconds. You're all right. Figure you can do whatever weird dance. dance you want. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, so... Yeah, you guys have started this project. Is there anything, what is your goals for this? You're talking about seven issues. Is that kind of the seven chapters? Is that the plan is to get the seven out? Oh, we already have seven out. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we have our first chapter done. Our second chapter is, it got a little bit delayed with the whole supply chain issue thing that everyone's of been course. feeling. Like all the publishers were out of paper and it just took forever. Um, so chapter two is going to be wrapping by the end of this year. Um, and then we're just going to keep moving. Our plan is to take the characters through high school. Oh, cool. Yeah. We're, so you're going to have this doing cool a bunch. <laughs> development series. Yeah. <laughs> and then yep. you're in local shops right now. Uh, are we going to be seeing these? Is the plan to see these nationwide maybe someday? I would love yeah. to. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, it would, of course, it would just a huge goal. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, technically, the, uh, most of our clients are like friends and family. So they, they are spread out slightly right now. It's just, it's a very tight group still. That's, that's, aware yeah, of it. So we did our first can't possibly convention claim that's nationwide yet. Yeah. You said you're going to do your first convention soon? We did. Um, it was Plastic City Comic Con in Massachusetts, oh. um, which is a little bit difficult because I'm on the East Coast, Mike's on the West Coast, so he couldn't be there for it, which was a bummer. We would have loved to do our first one together. But it, it was yeah. a good, it was a small one-day con, but it's very comic-focused, so it was really good. You know, we didn't get lost in like a celebrity autograph mill or something. And we did yeah. really, really well for our first kind. A lot of good feedback. The kind of the things we were talking about with the '90s cartoons and you know people hearkening back. Uh, so that went well. And we have another one, uh, Bing Comic Con, also Massachusetts, at the end of October. So that's been helping to spread the word a bit more. We talked to a lot of indie comic book creators that are are worried about making that first step into doing convention. Now that you've done your first one, what are some advice you might be able to give, or something you want to bring for next time? Uh, I would definitely say start with a small, I mean, I wanted to do a one day one because I figured I was going to screw it up so bad that I didn't want to be locked <laughs> into three days of like, what am I doing here? I I'm not going to back tomorrow. Stale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when you go, like, try to 
look professional. Um, I don't mean to like pat ourselves on the back too hard, but we really tried to think of what we've seen at other conventions. You know, we got a couple banners made. We had a color coded uh, tabletop and things. You know, we didn't do anything crazy elaborate. Don't don't go out and spend 10 grand on, you know, LCD screens with massive commercials and all that. But just try to look professional and, you know, take it serious. Uh, Don't just be the fold out table with three issues on top and, you know, no tablecloth or anything. And a lot of people did come over and say, oh, how long have you been doing cons? Because they thought we were established. Um, Sounds a little self-gratifying. And I don't mean it that way, but just just really take it serious and try to think through what you'd like to see. Yeah, that's I like the way that it sounds professional. Make it look professional. One of the best um, comic book creators I've met at a convention was actually sitting there drawing panels in front of people. And like that got people to stay there and watch. I really enjoyed that. So something to that's a cool idea. When we them together, I would love to have (laughs) the screen projected onto like a TV or something so that, you know, Mike could be drawing. And then if he's talking to people, I can be coloring just to have the movement there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine like trying to draw or something like that live and answer questions like that's just I couldn't handle it myself. There's no way. Yeah, (laughs) we both have to be there for that one. Yeah. Um, another thing I really liked about this comic I wanted to make sure to mention is the fact that it feels like, I mean, it's cohesive, but it feels like like three-page, four-page stories, and then another one, and then another one, like a sitcom almost. Was that by design, or, or are you guys like, oh, let's just see what we can get out of this? Yeah, it was, uh, Adam essentially wrote the scripts at, like a sitcom, Perfect. set up like a sitcom. Um, and we and I, I kind of chose to illustrate it more towards a almost like you're uh um i'm sorry what's the word before storyboarding uh, storyboarding uh in a storyboarding technique so it in my head i'm seeing this as a as a as an animated series but i'm storyboarding it out into the comic form mm-hmm. so um and i think honestly you know i would love to see them come to life one day in animation so it, i really feel like it would actually be a very easy transition if we ended up in an animation studio and they said, well, what, what do you want us to see? And we just hand them a copy and they say, okay, we can, we can work with that right off the bat just by looking at it. But the sitcom field was a hundred percent intentional. Um, yeah. That's really kind of what we were going for. The pacing and everything like that. It feels like you're watching, uh, we've said nineties 40 times. We're going to say it one more time. It feels like a nineties sitcom. It really does feel good. Awesome. These characters are very relatable. They seem like they're fun people to hang out with. We got Bruce and whatnot. Can you guys explain some of these characters and what are their personalities that you are excited to kind of explore more into? Uh, that, that was something else that we talked a lot about because we had been drawing them for so long. They were pretty much already people in our heads. Like we could have a conversation and be like, oh, that, that's something Turner would definitely say. Or, oh, that, you know, that's more of like a Len thing. And uh, we mentioned before it's semi-autobiographical, but we didn't want to be like, okay, Mike, you're Turner, I'll be Wesley. Like, it wasn't that, it was more like, Len was us at 14, shy, kind of insecure, not really sure what to say or what to do. Turner's more the guy we wanted to be, and we were kind of with each other where we could, like, let our guard down and just be goofy. Um, And then Roy's kind of like, you know, a big ball of anger and tension, which a lot of people in their teenage years are just, they just don't know who they are. And that's kind of what we're trying to explore. And then, you know, Wesley goes a little further off the deep end with just kind of being zany, where Iris is trying to be kind of more grown up, but still falls into 14, 15 year old trappings. And 
So we wanted to take our personalities and split them up amongst the characters rather than do one-to-ones of people we knew. Are any of these personalities or characters something you're looking forward to like pushing out and seeing like, hey, if we take, you know, Turner and stretch him out as much as possible, what would that look like type of thing? Well, yeah, actually, because uh, because he's kind of the way the way his character is designed, he's he, he, he's a very intelligent, but he he doesn't put in the effort. Yeah. We'll put it that way. And that is eventually going to bite him in the ass, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, down the line, like once they're out of high school and they start realizing they have to do adult things, the whole I'm not going to try as hard because I just feel like it's all going to work out isn't going to necessarily work for him. So, yeah, we are trying to stretch that out. Um, you will see some changes in personality as they kind of grow up and experience stuff. Um, but we don't want, we also don't want to get too we don't want to get too heavy into too much stuff where it's just like becomes depressing we're really right, trying yeah. to keep a very like light tone with most of their characters and most of the personalities so and i think i think we've done a good job kind of keeping that balance in there uh, yeah. for the most part and then there's a lot you of you always do like the very special episodes where somebody's like gets a real character defining moment and then boom yeah. the next issue something you know hijinks in a mall exactly kind of thing. yeah yeah that's exactly we'll what we're going that for. out yep. throughout and then uh we always try to counterbalance like we always write things like a sitcom in an a and b story and if our a story is getting kind of heavy the b story goes that much crazier to try to counterbalance it so you can still have a good time you know you get the character development yeah. but you're still having fun yeah we also don't want to stick too strictly to like a uh, everything has to do with what's going on with the last episode episode two um like we really like to do one where maybe they're in school the entire day and something's going on there and then one or two issues later it's just like an action-packed one so there's an episode where they they go paintballing and the whole thing is very it's very light on dialogue and heavy on kind of physical comedy and and action and things like that so we're trying to keep a good balance there as well yeah it's like a great playlist. You got the fast songs and you got the slow songs. Yep. And that's how it should work. Yep, exactly. A good example. I think it's the first issue when they go to the mall and you have two different stories where they're going on at the mall, but there's one's distracting from the other one, just the right amount to where you're like, what's this going on at the mall and two girls. And then meanwhile, the other two, you know, so it, it works out really well. And, and then in the end, everybody's just running away. So it just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which was kind of the story of our uh, childhood. You know, we meet up somewhere and end up having to run away at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get into some trouble. Um, yeah. Again, very relatable, very fun social studies, guys. Uh, reason for the name. I, I, I think it's pretty evident, but you guys want to clarify the reason for the name real quick? So originally, uh, it was going to be named Len Turner and Roy. For 20 years, it was called Len Turner Roy. Anytime we referenced it, it was LTR. Mm-hmm. Um, Wesley became such a main character that we were like, well, that seems kind of it seems kind of bogus to leave him out of it. Just have him be such a big character and not have his name included in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we probably spent the better half of a month or two trying to come up with something else. Um, and we were, we were originally going to say earth science, because that was the class that Adam and I both met in, mm-hmm. but it's really specific, you know, like, and there's absolutely nothing to do with earth science in the comic other than in the first episode where they meet. So that kind of got us on the path of, well, class names, that's kind of, that's kind of a good route to take. And we, we really just one day were sitting down, it's like social studies. And it just kind of was like, wait, say it again, you know, social studies. 
I think we're on to something. Yeah. <laughs> but it also kind of works too, because they are working on figuring out where they belong in society and that kind of kind of good play on words there for it. So yeah. you know, we kind of stuck with it. It really does work quite well. It's it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's as you're saying, it's perfect. I really like it a lot. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And we're happy right, so people is, get it. <laughs> yeah. I I mean like I said, it was pretty self evident, but I just wanted to make sure to clarify it to for everybody at home. Um where can people go pick up? Uh, we the, how many issues are out right now so they can pick them up? Nine right now, two at the publishers, kind of back ordered. So eleven any day now. <laughs> okay, where can they go to pick this up? Uh, the best place is socialstudiescomic.com. It's our website, okay. um, all print there. And the second best place would be Comicsology. That's where all of our digital are. Uh, I believe the first seven are on Comixology Unlimited, and you just have to go through the approval process to get the rest. Um, so if you have Comixology Unlimited, check it out. And they're like yeah. three bucks for a digital copy, five bucks for a print, and uh, really nice format. So That Comixology, they got me, man. Every every so often, I'm like, I, I got to do physical only. It's what's best for the industry, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But it's just so easy with Comixology. It's, it's too easy. It's yeah, yeah, I get it. Easy. <laughs> yeah. I ended up buying a new tablet because I was like, I need something that runs Comixology better. So they really got the money out of it now. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks yeah, for having thank us. Thank you for having us, man. We appreciate it. All thank right, guys. You. Head to socialstudiescomics.com. It'll be in the description. Comixology. Go check it out over there for sure. Um, and all the social medias. So you guys can follow them when they do post some cool stuff, behind the scenes stuff. And we'll see you guys later. Bye.